Food Heals Nation, what have you been doing lately when it comes to truly caring for your skin? Have you tried any of the light therapy facials or the LED masks? I've shared on this show how I use lasers to completely remove my brown spots in the past, and I love anything that can help me with wrinkles or blemishes or redness or scars. I find a lot of great products on YouTube that I test out, and I've just discovered a new brand. It's called Lima, and when you see the before and afters on YouTube, you're going to be a convert too. They are changing the way that you care for your skin on actually a profoundly scientific level. This is the Lima laser. It's the world's most powerful clinic grade cosmetic laser device and the only laser FDA cleared for at home use. Why this is important is because I was spending, I'm not going to tell you how much, way too much money years ago when I was getting rid of those brown spots when I was really healing my skin. And now This same type of technology is available at home, and I'm here for it. I am so excited. So this is a near-infrared laser light that penetrates deep into the dermis, simultaneously working on your fat, muscle, and bone to give you like a non-surgical facelift. It transforms your skin. It helps skin issues like wrinkles, sagging, blemishes, pigmentation, redness, breakouts, and scars. And it does this with zero damage, zero pain, and zero downtime. And I remember the lasers that I used to do, they did have some downtime, so this is great. Make sure to check out some of the before and after photos on the website so you can see what I'm talking about. They have YouTube videos too. But the reason it's groundbreaking is it uses that near-infrared low-level light technology, which is completely cold and painless, and it's 100 times more powerful than an LED. And the craziest part is you can even use it with a full face of makeup. So check it out for yourself. Visit lima.life. L is for live. Y is for younger. M is for masterful. A is for approved, and learn more about the Lima Laser. If you're interested in trying one today, you can sign up for their newsletter. Tell them that Food Heals sent you, and please let me know if you order one. I want to hear about your results. Again, it's lima.life, L-Y-M-A dot life. Y'all, oh my God, Food Heals Nation, I just got the softest sheets and pajama set from Cozy Earth, and I had to go and get you a discount code too, so that you could experience the coziness as well. You can visit CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS, and you'll get an exclusive 35% off. So Cozy Earth, it's like your one-stop shop for what they call the luxury she deserves. So listen up, guys because this could make a great gift for that special someone, your girlfriend, your wife, the mother in your life. And don't forget, Mother's Day will be here before we know it. So get a gift for the mom or moms. Here's a nice little gift you could ask for. Anyways, let's start with the sheets to transform your sleep. The coolest thing about Cozy Earth Bedding is that it is temperature regulating. So you stay cool, which is so important when you're sleeping. Plus they are just so soft. It feels like I'm sleeping on a cloud. Plus I love the cozy earth quality and longevity promise. All products come with a 100 night sleep trial and a 10 year warranty. So incorporating cozy earth products into your self-care routine can enhance your sleep quality and just overall wellness. So Again, this is the luxury you deserve. You can treat yourself to the ultimate in comfort and indulgence with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear and prioritize your self-care and sleep health. 
And while you're at it, don't forget to check out the Bamboo Pajama Set. It was awarded Oprah's Favorite Things in 2019, so you know it's good. I love the softness and breathability of the fabric, and it has these really great side pockets. And don't forget that by supporting our sponsors, you support this show. Head over to CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS for an exclusive 35% off, and go get your mom the luxury she deserves on Mother's Day at CozyEarth.com with promo code FOODHEALS. Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put in their Lululemons and take a yoga class while drinking a green juice. If you experience any of these symptoms, text your priest immediately. All right, welcome Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining me. I'm Allison Melody. What if meal prepping, working out, and biohacking your health could be easy? That's what today's guest will help you do. Learn how to work out for weight loss, meal prep like a boss, and biohack your health with simple things you can add to your healthy routine. This is part two of our Healthy AF series where I am featuring some of the best content from Healthy AF, which is my total transformation program that you can join right now. You'll get access to all the trainings plus weekly live coaching calls. Go to foodhealsnation.com slash transformation and you can sign up for just three thirty-three three hundred. $33 and let's get healthy AF together. All right, next up, we've got fitness coach and MMA fighter, Ryan White. Then we've got plant-based meal planning expert, Stephanie Dreyer. And then I'll be sharing some of my favorite biohacks for your health. Roll it, Roxy. The Food Hills Podcast starts now. You know, I'm here to talk to you today about lifting and just working out in general, you know, what it's good for, what it isn't good for. And I want to be able to help, you know, give you the autonomy to be able to go into a weight room and at least feel comfortable and have an idea of what you're doing. Now, firstly, you know, for weight loss, that's really not what exercise is for. That's what it's often built as. But true weight loss is going to happen in the kitchen. That's where your nutrition comes in. You know, so as I'm sure you all know, uh, weight loss really can only occur when you're in a caloric deficit. So when you're burning more calories than you're taking in. And yes, exercise will help, you know, spike the amount of calories that you're burning throughout the day, but it's not meaningful when you weigh that against what you could potentially be eating. Like you get like a regular sized, like Reese's peanut butter cup thing, and that can undo an hour and a half in the gym pretty easily. And so while it can help what lifting is primarily for, what exercise is primarily for, is your overall health, you know, it's it's tremendous for your hormonal health, your bone density, which is especially helpful for postmenopausal women. You know, it's, it's good for brain function. It's good all across the board. You know, they, they always like to say that if you could put the effects of exercise in a pill, everybody would take it, you know, but unfortunately, or or honestly, I think fortunately, because you should embrace things that are hard, but it, you know, there's only one way to do it. And, um, so now from an aesthetic standpoint, you know, when it comes to getting the body you want, that's also where exercise really comes in, it, you know, because what, li- what lifting weights in particular does is it shapes your body. So when you're in a caloric deficit and you're losing weight, if you're not exercising, what will happen is that you'll lose both fat and muscle tissue. So really, 
you just end up kind of becoming a smaller version of what you were, which is often not what people want. Usually like when I do an intake with somebody, they, you know, they'll tell me they want to lose weight and that's the general goal. But, but that's not, that, that actually isn't what they want. What they want is to burn some fat, build some muscle and ultimately just feel better. And that can only come through lifting weights. Now, what I see a lot with women is when they think exercise, that's usually just like running on the treadmill. And now running on the treadmill is all well and good. You know, it's, you know, great for your heart health. It can be, it can help support telomere length, which is important for longevity. But, oh, but as far as shaping your body, that's not going to do a whole lot. And, you know, the common fear that I would hear from, you know, probably 90% of the women who I would see is that they don't want to get too bulky. You know, because unfortunately, most people, you know, when they think um, weightlifting, they think bodybuilding because those are the ones that really, you know, the bodybuilding community was what really made strength training, you know, sort of like elevated in the, you know, zeitgeist uh, of our culture. And so when people think lifting, they would think Arnold Schwarzenegger and people like that. But Arnold's physique doesn't happen by accident. <laughs> and, uh, so nobody's accidentally woken up and just been too jacked for their own good. <laughs> and, uh, and so like, so that while I, while I understand the fear, because that's kind of what people have been presented, it's, you know, there's no basis in truth for it. You know, I, the only time I've heard a woman kind of complain about how bulky she was, and I didn't find out about this till after, but it's because she was also taking steroids. <laughs> and so, yes, yeah, so that, that, that was more the hormonal response and less the, the weightlifting. So assuming you're clean and you're not, you're not secretly juicing on things that I don't, that I'm unfamiliar with, then, you know, you just don't, don't have to worry about that. And so, you know, so now, now that comes down to, it, it's like, what, so what are you going to do when you get, get into the weight room? You know, so again, when people think lifting, they think bodybuilding. So what bodybuilding splits would usually involve is you do like chest one day, then you do um, arms the next, then legs, and then usually they'll do back and shoulders, et cetera. They take a real, you know, dissected approach to it. And that's all well and good if you have six days a week to lift and you have two hours per workout. Most people don't, you know, the, you know, the, the outside of money, the common complaint I get from people when, you know, when I would try to solve them trading would be that they don't have time. You know, which, you know, is both true and not true. The reality is we find time for whatever we prioritize, but like, it's still a big ask to have somebody train six days a week. So for the average person, two to three workouts a week is going to be good for all the, you know, to get the health, health benefits from it. And generally what you want to do is focus on movements. And so the basic way that your body can move is you can do a knee dominant motion and that's going to be your squats, your lunges, the things that are really going to hit your quads and glutes. You can do a hip hinge and that's like your deadlifting. That's your hip bridges, kettlebell swings, things, things of that nature. You can do a horizontal press that press. That's like your pushups, your bench press. You can do a vertical press. That would be like, in, you know, an overhead press, you know, super creative name, a military press or anything like that. Then you can do a horizontal pull. So that would be like your rowing motion. So I'm sure everybody's seen the seated rower at the gym 
or like doing bent over rows, things like that. That's just basically anything where you're taking resistance and then pulling it straight back toward your rib cage. And then you can do a vertical pull. And that would be your lat pull downs, your pull ups, things like that. And then the other piece that I usually like to add in are what are called weighted carries. So that's basically where you pick up something heavy and then just start hauling it. So that can take the form of like a farmer's walk where you're, you know, where you're carrying a weight in each hand and then just marching up and down with it. That could be a ruck march, which is, you know, rucking has become really big in the fitness community. Um, it's currently kind of a trendy thing. Then, um, or that could be like a sled push. Just anything where you're moving from point A to point B with a, with, with a load. And if, if you hit something, you know, in each, so, um, so Ashley rucking is where you have a basic, basically what comes down to a weighted backpack. Like, um, so rucking is big amongst the veteran community because obviously like there's no soldier who isn't carrying weight on their back, you know, when they're in combat or just doing anything in the field. And so that's sort of been popularized in the sort of civilian community as well as kind of the current fitness trend. So like you see um, now you can like pay money to do like ruck races and ruck, you know, ruck marches and things like that. It's currently kind of like the, the trendy thing going on right now. And, um, and, and so, you know, but that would just be another form of a weighted carry. And the, what those are great for are uh, core stability as well as overall strength, just moving from point A to point B you know, usually with, with some sort of load. And so if you hit and so if through your, your two to three workouts a week, if you just hit something in each of those movement categories, you're going to be, in, you know, you're going to be in good shape. You know, you'll get, you know, balanced strength. You'll be um, where, you know, working your body in a good and, you know, sort of holistic way there rather than focusing on arm day, chest day, things like that. I try to be really efficient when I'm designing workouts for people. You know, and, and, um, and so like a lot of isolated exercises, like bicep curls and things like that, you don't really need to do because you're going to be working your biceps through those motions. And so, you know, I do try to be sensitive to people's time constraints. And so I, I like to minimize to just the movements. And, and, and so if you do everything in each of those movement pathways that I just went over, then like I said, you'll hit, you'll hit all your bases. Now, when you're figure, trying to figure out like what exercise to do, you know, having that framework is really helpful. But then the next question you have to ask yourself is how much are you going, how, like how much weight are you going to do? How many reps are you going to do? And that's generally depend on what your goals are. So if I, so if I want to just get stronger, then I'm going to be thinking heavy weight, but then low reps. So like if I'm looking to, you know, increase my push strength. I'll, you know, from my go-to, like almost every guy on the planet is the bench press. So if I'm just looking to increase my, what's called overload strength, that's the maximum amount of weight I can push, then I would usually do like five sets of three. And that would be at about 70 to 80% of my max. Basically you want to be able to do like one extra from the amount that you set aside for yourself. So if I say I'm going to do three three reps, then I want to be using enough weight where I can maybe do four or five because then we're going to do multiple sets of it. And so that's if you're looking to gain strength but not size. If you're looking for hypertrophy, and that's, you know, to kind of um, 
that's that's where you're going to be building your muscles like you would if um that's that's generally what the bodybuilding community looks to do then that would be the 8 to 15 rep range so you'll get a little stronger with that but you'll also put on a little size provided you're giving your body the calories to do so because that's the other piece with getting big as well that you need the calories to support the muscle growth so like if you take what if you look at what a bodybuilder does they'll be in what's called a bulking phase that's where they're looking to you know to build their size but they're also eating 5 to 6000 calories a day while they're doing that now those are 5 to 6000 good calories but they're still doing 5 to 6000 calories a day actually my friend Damon who is a competitive strongman he he literally was throwing chicken in a blender just to drink just to, for time efficiency oh it's disgusting i just no thank you <laughs> um, it's a, so that's that's another reason why why women don't need to worry about like bulking up and getting too big is that unless you're eating to support that muscle mass then it's just not going to happen but if that's something you're looking to do and, and uh, then then keeping in the eight eight to twelve eight to fifteen range is is where you want to go for that and hey, then any- yeah um, can I pause for a couple of questions that have come uh, in oh absolutely. Um, so for the strength versus building muscle, do we want to do a mix or are we focusing on strength or is it individualized to our decision? So ultimately it's individualized. Um, what I, what I usually do and what I do for most people is when I'm designing a workout, there'll be like a centralized exercise. So like today I, I was doing an upper body one. So the center, the central exercise is the bench press. And that will usually be one that I'm going for the heavyweight low rep. But then for where, for uh, if I'm looking to shape, then that's when I'll, I'll do some more hypertrophy exercises. And those will be sort of supplemental ones. So like a supplemental one to that would be like, I was doing like an overhead press, a plate raise, and then, um, and then just some other little small, smaller exercise from there. Cause I actually, am kind of doing more of a bodybuilder thing right now as I'm in that sort of the, the other piece is that with all this stuff, you'd be periodizing. Like one of the common reasons why people don't see results, like, and I'm basing this off of all of like the intakes I would do with potential new clients is they do the same thing over and over is understand the reason why we see results it isn't that uh, lifting weights will make your muscles stronger and, bi- and bigger. It actually destroys your muscle tissue. That's why you feel sore after a workout because there's a bunch of little tears along the muscle fibers. They get stronger when they heal. It's, and so one of the first principles that you end up learning about when you go through and normalize training with this is what's called the said principle. That's specific adaptation to impose demand. So you're presenting your body with this stressor. And so like today for me, it was the bench press. And the results are going to come from my body adapting from, to doing that. Because basically it's saying, fuck, that was hard. So we're going to need to get stronger if we want to, if we want to be able to do this again. Because your body assumes that's not going to be the only time that presents itself. And so that's when the muscle will get stronger. Our bodies are incredibly adaptive. And we'll, we'll specifically adapt to, to anything that we do. That's also why, like, if you look at athletes and more specialized sports, like, uh, you know, like I, a couple of my clients are super high level cyclists, like they have the legs of bodybuilders, but then they have very small upper bodies because they're just not using them. 
because you know because the body is going to adapt in that specific way and so that's also why a workout should suck a little bit like i'll always kind of glibly tell uh, tell people that if you don't hate it at least a little it's not hard enough because if it's not hard enough to force that adaptation then you're not going to see any results sure you'll burn a, a few calories like that's well and good but if you're looking to really make gains, it does need to be hard. There needs to be some struggle there. Like one of the common things that you'll hear amongst like the CrossFit community is that people need to learn to embrace the suck. And there is an element element of truth to that. Now, granted, it doesn't need to be a torture session. And just because something burns doesn't mean it's necessarily good or effective. I actually get really annoyed when I see people pushing um, sort of uh, rhetoric like that. Because like for the average person who's just trying to get healthy, they don't need to make themselves suffer for an hour, but it does need to be difficult. <laughs> and, um, and so that, that sort of, you know, is why, when, you know, when you're trying to design these workouts, they want to choose weight that's really going to challenge you. And then when it gets to the point where it's not challenging you, and this is where that periodization comes in then that's when you want to switch things up. So like right now I'm doing more of like a bodybuilding style of style thing. Cause I just went through a, through a weight cut, just had a competition. So now I'm going to let myself get a little strong before it's time to start cutting again. And so then when that happens, usually what I'll do is I'll switch to more what's called hit training. That's high intensity interval training. So that's like circuits. That's the type of stuff you'd see in like a CrossFit workout. And that's going to be something that's going to cause a big spike in your metabolism because, you know, you're getting your heart rate up, you're keeping it up, and, you know, for usually like 40 to 60 minutes. So that was actually another question that came through when you were talking about uh, the rucking. Does that um, help your heart rate go up too? talk about the differences between um, the weightlifting and versus like the HIIT workout and which ones are meant to mess with the heart rate and which ones aren't? So, I mean, so anytime you're going undergoing any sort of stress, your heart, your heart rate's going to spike a little bit, you know? So even if I'm doing like a powerlifting style workout, so that's where I'm doing like three reps of something really heavy, but then I'm giving myself like five minutes in between each set to rest there. My heart, my heart rate will be up, but then I'm letting it come down and specifically kind of letting my nervous system reset. And then we're doing it again. Whereas if you're doing a hit style workout, you know, like a circuit session or some CrossFit wad or whatever, your heart rate is going to stay elevated basically throughout. Like you're never, you're never really giving yourself the rest for it to come down. And that's why those ones are usually meant more for fat loss. Thank you for answering those questions. I think I got all the questions. So yeah, please continue. And if more come up, we'll ask at the end. Awesome. And, um, so, yeah, so basically, like, you know, when you're doing this stuff, you just want to make sure you don't fall into the rut of doing the thing over and over. Because we all, we all do that. Our, basically, our entire lives and personalities are built around routine. Even if we think that we like spontaneity, we're ingrained to, to, um, to just follow routines. It's an evolutionary thing. <laughs> and, um, and, and you do see it all the time with workouts because people have ones that they feel good doing. Like, like I said, the average one that I would see um, women do when they come in is they would usually go on the treadmill for 30 to 40 minutes, 
then do some arm exercise, you know, some way too easy pushups, and then some bullshit core ones. <laughs> and, um, and, but then they wonder why they're not seeing results, but it's because they were doing the same workout that they've been doing since high school. And, you know, so once your body adapts to that, then you're just getting the bare minimum out of it. Like I used to, um, to sort of highlight this, the sort of the anecdote I always give is I had an ex-girlfriend who was a marathon runner. So like for our dates, we'd often go running. For me, who very deliberately does a sport where I only have to move for 15 minutes, I would get a lot out of going running because my body usually doesn't do that type of crap. Whereas when she would go, she'd get the bare minimum because her body's already very efficient at running. But then when I'd have her hit the weight room or when I'd have her like do mitts, like doing like a boxing style workout or whatever, she'd, she, you know, her body would, would see results very quickly because she just wasn't used to that. And so sometimes like, even if you're, you know, even if you know, you want to just like you know, shape your body in a certain way. Sometimes it can be beneficial to do a few weeks of something completely different of maybe you focus on more circuit training or you decide to do some powerlifting or whatever, just to give your body something new to adapt to. And then you switch gears again after a month or two, usually for blocks of training, it'll go for anywhere between six and 12 weeks. Sometimes it can be four. I like to give it you know, six to 12, because I want to give people time to really build skill with each exercise. You know, whenever I'm training people, I like to equate each exercise, sort of like learning a martial arts technique or something. Learning how to squat is no different than learning how to kick. It's not going to be perfect at first, but it's just going to get better and better and better each time. And so I like to give people kind of a month or two of like the same thing so they can see how they've progressed throughout that. And then we pivot. In, in, um, but honestly, too, a lot of times it's not even that formal. It'll be as long as it's working, why change it? And, and, but then once it stops working, that's when it's important to, you know, to be able to identify that and then pivot from there. And, that, and that's where it can be really important to give yourself assessments. Like generally, when, if we're talking about like goal setting, like one of the things I try to have people do because most will come in and they'll say they want to lose weight or they want to lose 20 pounds. Even if they don't have that much to lose, usually just have some arbitrary number in their head. I'll have them pick a performance goal as well. So like, yeah, it's cool. They want to lose 20 pounds, but then maybe they want to, you know, but then maybe I'll push them towards like being able to bench press their body weight or something like that. And the reason why I like to do that is because the weights give immediate feedback. You either can do it or you can't. And it's easier to track progress that way than it is on the scale. I mean, like I said, I've been in a weight division sport since I first, my first fight was in 2007 and the scale will fuck with you in a big way. And like in ways you really don't like. And so if, you know, they don't want to go the performance goal route, because usually like with that too, the byproduct of hitting that goal, well, they'll also get the body they want. And so it's kind of me tricking them into doing the right thing. But, um, but if like they're adamant, uh, no, I just want to lose the weight. Then in addition to, um, to having the scale, I, I'll have them take measurements because, you know, because the reality is you can look hugely different only having just lost five pounds because, you know, you're burning fat and you're building muscle, you know, and, and so um so it's really important to th- take measurements as well. Cause like you might be frustrated because the scale's not moving, 
But like if your butt got bigger and your waist got smaller, that just means you're putting on muscle. And so your body is still changing in a good way. And it's important to be able to measure that because, you know, otherwise you, you might be spinning your wheels and you don't even know it, you know, and I think it's really important to always have a gauge of where specifically you are. And that's only going to come if you can measure it. So like when you're setting these goals for, you know, for exercise or weight loss or whatever, you should have a clear measurable goal and then a time within within which you plan to achieve it. So that way you can then design a program that's going to suit, suit that or have somebody like me design it for you. Hope you enjoyed that segment with Ryan White. You can check out his book, Getting Off the Roller Coaster, on Amazon. To get access to the full training plus weekly live coaching calls, head on over to foodhealsnation.com slash transformation. You can sign up right there and we'll get healthy AF together. Food Heals Nation, I have a new obsession that I'm so excited to share with you. You've heard me talk about it before and next week we're going to deep dive because I'm interviewing the founder, but... I am obsessed with True Leaf Market. I go on their website and I just shop. They have growing kits, microgreens, sprouts, wheatgrass, all kinds of things, all kinds of recipes, all kinds of growing kits. It is like my new favorite thing to do. Like there's so many interesting things that you can make at home that you can grow in your kitchen, in your garden, wherever you want. Like it is so much fun. I'm I'm freaking out. So again, next week you're going to hear my interview with the co-founder of True Leaf Market. But until then, go explore. Let me tell you a little bit more about them. So since 1974, True Leaf Market has continued to earn the trust of home gardeners, professional growers, and the seed industry by carefully curating premium seed brands, and they are an independent non-GMO seed company. I think that is so important because I don't want any GMOs in my food products, and I know you don't either. So if you're ready to start browsing, head on over to trueleafmarket.com and you can use the code FOODHEALS10 and that'll get you $10 off an order of $50 or more. So what can you find over at True Leaf Market? Well, they've got growing kits like their microgreens kits, sprouting kits, herb kits, garden kits, miscellaneous kits where you can get a, a kit to make soy milk and tofu. They've got their culinary herb kit. They've got their Mexican salsa kit. They've got tons of microgreens so you can grow your own turnip and Swiss chard and sunflower and lettuce and leeks and chia. And they've got wheatgrass kits. One of the healthiest things you can put in your body is wheatgrass juice. And dogs love it too. Dogs will eat the wheatgrass and it'll cleanse their systems. I mean, I'm so excited to shop and everything is super affordable. Plus, you're going to get that $10 off your order of $50 or more. That is, again, all over at trueleafmarket.com. And make sure to use that discount code and get your special discount. And make sure to tune in to the next episode of Food Heals, where I will be interviewing Parker Garlitz, who is one of the co-founders of True Leaf Market. It's a great interview, and I'm excited to share it with you. Until then, head on over to trueleafmarket.com. Start browsing like I'm browsing here, looking at all the fun things. I already ordered some stuff. I've got some more stuff coming, and i got some more stuff in my shopping cart right now. So check it out at trueleafmarket.com. Use the discount code FOODHEALS10 to save $10 off your order of $50 or more. Today, I'm going to take you through my five-step proven system that I use myself every week with my own family, that I use, my members use every week with their membership. I know it works, and this is my step for meal planning and prep that takes the thinking out of what to cook 
that makes it easier to show up every night at the dinner table. Um, and those five steps that I'm going to take you through, I, if you're a like a workbook person and you like worksheets and you like to like write things down, I do have a free planner that I'm going to go through that kind of takes you through this. So you can get that at batchcookingclub.com backslash planner. So if you like worksheets and things, you don't need it. But if you like that, I'm offering that as a, as an, you know, an option there. I'm so, putting it in the chat. It was batchcookingclub.com slash planner. Planner. Mm -hmm. Got it. Thank Perfect. You. Thank you. So, okay. So the first thing, um, the first thing, st step one, I guess I should say is to plan to eat my whole, um, motto. And this is like the PSA that I give my members every week too, is did you do your three steps? Did your, your three dates, did you plan to eat? If you don't schedule it, it's not going to happen. We know that we prioritize what we put in our schedule. So that's step number one, you're going to put these three tasks in your calendar every week. The first is you're going to set aside three times or 30 minutes about and uh, to put your plan together and make a grocery list. And this should be 30 minutes when you're not running around. This should be for me, it's like at the end of the night on Thursday, I have a glass of wine or tea, depending what I'm feeling that night, sometimes some chocolate. I've got my fun pens out. I'm relaxed. I've got the fire going, whatever it is. It should be a fun, whatever you need to do to show up and make it fun. It does not have to be the same. Um, uh, these three tasks don't have to be the same thing every week. I've worked with, with um, people who are doctors, who are rabbis, who are nurses, who have schedules that they can't predict, right? The point is, is you put it in your schedule. I like to do it as a recurring event because it works for me. My schedule is pretty predictable every week. But just know this works for you whether you have a routine schedule or not. The point is to just find a time that week that's going to work for you to block off 30 minutes to put a plan and a grocery list together. Um, and again, I've got a template for you in that planner to help you if you're like, how do I put what, what does the plan look like? There's a there's a worksheet in there so you can it'll help you. All right, that's that's the number one task. The second task is to set aside time to actually go to the grocery store. Now that sounds silly, but I mean, come on, if you didn't go to the store, you're not going to have the food. So whether that's online shopping or actually going to the store, I block off about an hour. And I do that on Fridays. So I go, I plan for me, it works to do my meal plan Friday to, to Thursday of the following week. And so I plan Thursday nights and I go to the store Friday after work. That's, that's, that's what works for me. Again, look at your schedule, what works for you. The third task that you want to put in your calendar is to actually make a date with yourself to prep some food. So do your meal prep, your buy, call it batch cooking. So on uh, what I do um, for myself and for my members too, I find that four to six recipes really helps take a load off during the week. And you can do that in about an hour and a half to two hours. Now, you know, I'm kind of like pro status now. I can do about eight to 10 recipes in that time and meal prep breakfasts and lunches for my kids and all the things. But honestly, like an hour and a half to two minutes or two hours is great. Like that's a good amount of time where you feel like I haven't like spent my whole life in the kitchen and you feel like you've gotten a lot accomplished. So that's the third date that you want to make with yourself. And I do, I call these dates with myself because you're, th you're thanking future self, right? You're set setting your future self up for success. So that's step number one. That's the first step in the process of meal prep. If you've done that, like you're doing great already if you've got those in. All right. So step number two is to sync your schedule. Um, 
I, my motto is to make your meal plan work for you, not create more work. Okay. The biggest mistake that I see people do when it comes to making a meal plan is they just pull a bunch of recipes and plug them into days without looking at their schedule to see if it's really realistic to make that lasagna that night when you're running in the door from like 20 million things and you're exhausted. So the second step is you want to go through the nights of the week that you're cooking, however many that is. I like to give myself one night of leftovers and one night of takeout. So for my meal plan, I do five days of cooking. So look at whatever that is for you. You look at the, what's going on in your schedule and block off, actually block off in your schedule. How much time do you have to dinner prep? That could be five minutes. That could be 45 minutes depending on the day, right? And I don't want you just to look at your time. I want you to look at your energy level. Like I mentioned earlier, you could have 45 minutes, but if you just did back-to-back -back meetings for three hours and then did a long commute home and ran a carpool, you're not going to feel like spending 45 minutes. You might actually feel like doing 20 minutes or you, let's be honest, you might be like, it's a reheat. It's, I'm going to reheat something I prepped on the weekend. So that's step number two. And really be honest with yourself about don't try to bite off more than you can chew. No pun intended or pun intended. Um, really try to be true to your energy and your, you know, what you're going to feel like doing. All right. Step number three is the fun part, I think. Um, not that all of this isn't fun, but that's when you're actually going to go in and plug in recipes and meals. So there's a couple different ways that I like to do this. Um, you can, one, keep a recipe file. Um, I this, this is a combination of all the things that I do. So you can keep a recipe file of recipes that you want, want to make. You can keep Pinterest boards and all the things. But the first thing that I like to do is to get whoever else it, you're cooking for involved if you're cooking for other people. So for me, I mentioned Thursday is my day to, to meal plan after dinner. So during dinner, I take the opportunity to ask, hey, family, what do you want to eat this week? Any special requests? And more times than not, I do get a few requests. So that's like, oh, okay, great. I'll plan that in there, whatever it is. The second thing I like to do is when I'm cleaning up from dinner on Thursday night, I kind of do an inventory of my fridge and freezer to see what needs to be used up. And if there's any like excess, like for example, say I've got like a bunch of falafel that I haven't eaten. Maybe I'm going to do like falafel wraps or falafel salad that week. Or maybe I've got a ton of rice that I batched and I need to use up. So maybe, you know, I'm going to make some kind of paella or something. I don't know. So there, you kind of get your mind going a little bit with that. And you can do the same with your pantry. Look and see, oh, what do I need to use up in here? I've got a lot of beans or whatever it is. Um, the other thing that I love to do is I keep a family favorites or a favorites list and I just keep it on my phone. I actually, I think on my website I do, I have like a free download. It's, it's a cute little sheet you can print and write down, you know, keep a tally. But I encourage you to do this. When you make a recipe that you love and other people love, you'll forget. Like I forget and I do this for a living. I have to put it in my phone. So I just use the notes app and I just keep a running list. So when I go to do my meal plan, I look up and if, Think about it. If you had a running list of about 10 to 12 recipes, 
you could rotate those every week and never repeat a recipe. So if you can get a list going, it's really, really helpful. And I, I go to that as my go-to is if I'm like, oh, I need one more recipe this week. What should I do? And I go, oh, that's right. My family favorites. Let me go see what, what haven't I cooked in a while. So that's another one for plugging in meals. Let's see. All right. So let's go to step number four. Okay, so this is where all that work you did earlier in step two to block out how much time you had to prep comes into play. So this step four, you're going to decide what you're going to prep or batch cook on the weekends. You're, and this is where you want to take the help where you need it. So if you put in your plan a soup or a casserole or something on a day where you only have 10 or 15 minutes, you know that you have to prep that ahead of time so that you can just reheat it. If you have, oh, let me go back. I just re remember my one of my favorite ways um, plug in recipes on um, in step three, doing um, theme nights. So I love to have like, so my family does tacos every Tuesday. Tuesday's always Taco Tuesday. We do the same tacos every week. They would revolt if I changed the recipe, but you could easily make Taco Tuesday a thing and do a different kind of taco every week. You could do the same thing with burger night or soup and salad night. During the summer, we do grill night on Sunday every every week. So that's another way that you can rotate recipes and not have to think about it. So I can't believe I forgot to tell you that. That's like one of my go-tos. So, um, and I, what I was gonna say in step four, so for tacos, say we're doing tacos on Tuesday, but I know that I only have like 15 minutes to get dinner on the table or my energy level is low. I look at my, my schedule. I know I'm gonna wanna make the filling ahead of time and then that way while the filling is reheating i'm just chopping up all of the toppings right and heating up tortillas that's not going to take me more than 15 minutes so that's how you want to approach what you blocked off for meal prep and it when you do that it becomes really easy to see oh i've got to prep this because i need to speed up i need the time here i need the help this is where i need the help so again my suggestion is to pick four to six recipes that you can prep ahead of time I, in my membership, what I do is usually a soup or like a casserole, I was saying that like a one and done that you can just reheat, um, a filling like the tacos or for stuffed potatoes, something like that for wraps or things like that. Um, another idea, things that we uh, prep ahead are dressings and sauces. So if you're making some kind of pasta or a casserole or something, and if the sauces are like, I'm actually doing that tonight, I'm doing a pasta, and it has a cheese sauce made with cashews, and a pesto. Well, I, I prepped the pesto and I prepped the um, sauce. So all I have to do is boil the pasta and then toss it all together. That's going to take me like 15 minutes when if I hadn't done that, I would it would have taken me over an hour because I had to make the sauce and like, right. So you want to look at the components basically of your recipes that you could take out and do ahead of time to speed things up. I don't like to wash my vegetables or I should say my lettuces and things till right before I'm going to use it because I don't for me, I, I'm like, I run out really, really fresh. You can, that, that's a suggestion to do as well on your prep day. If you have vegetables or want to cut up fruit and things, um, we're talking about dinner right now. 
But some other things that I prep as well as I've been doing these for breakfast, little acai jars, overnight oat jars for the family. You can do smoothie bags. Um, if you do smoothies and you get everything ready and then you just throw it all in the blender. So those are some ideas too. Um, it's you don't have to limit yourself to just dinner. Obviously, we're talking about that. But there's all sorts of things you can prep ahead if you use that mindset of like, where am I going to need the help? What's gonna, what component can I do in advance? It's going to speed this this recipe up. All right, so that's step number four. Step number five, last but not least, is I am all about efficiency. I do not like to be standing around doing nothing um, unless I've got I'm I'm got a glass of wine in my hand and I'm listening to music and I'm chillaxing. Otherwise, I want to get it done so that I can get out of the kitchen and go on to the next thing, right? And on with my weekend. So step number five is to organize your meal prep and your batch cooking in an order so that it's very efficient. And so you're always active in the kitchen. So this is a system, again, I use this every week for my meal prep membership. I actually put this together for my members so they don't have to think about the order. And this, to me, comes very intuitively now. So if you're trying this method, be practice makes perfect. So don't get frustrated. Like I promise you, you do it three or four weeks in a row. And you're like, Oh, yeah, I know what I'm doing here. I got this, you know, like anything, you just got to get into a rhythm. So the first thing you want to do is prep foods that require roasting or baking, because that's going to take the most time. So if you're doing say you're going to do stuffed potatoes, for example, that's something that you can bake ahead of time and then just reheat right during the week. If you're roasting garlic for a sauce or vegetables for a sauce, you want to get that in the oven first. Then while that's all roasting and doing its thing in the oven, then you want to go to the stovetop. Anything that requires, you know, simmering, sauteing, soups, things like that, you're going to do that next. And so while that's simmering, then Last but not least, you're going to do your countertop stuff. So that's where you pull out the blender or the food processor, any chopping that's required, all of those things that take really, you know, five to 10 minutes of throwing it in a blender or a food processor. That's the last thing you want to do. And by the time you get there, your roasting should be done, your simmering should be done. And, you know, pretty soon you'll get into a rhythm where you'll even have the dishes done because while that's doing that, you're doing the dishes and by the time everything's been cooking, you're like, all right, I'm, it's in the Tupperwares and it's ready to go. So that is, th those are the five steps. Again, you can get more details and fun little worksheets um, at batchcookingclub.com backslash planner. I think Allison already put it in the chat. That's the, the process. And again, it's something that, you know, I, like I said, practice makes perfect. Um, you're like, oh, if a lot of people can get intimidated. But really, when you take it step by step, starting with those three tasks that I told you to put in your calendar, it really kind of happens magically and very intuitively for you. Um, so there you have it. <laughs> that was epic, Stephanie. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. I'm going to get better at it just from listening today. The smoothie <laughs> bag idea blew my mind. I was like, why don't I do that? I make a smoothie every <laughs> day and every day I'm pulling 45 ingredients from different places, uh, right? So that's such a great idea. I can't believe I've never done that. Okay. So a question came up about two sessions ago, I believe, and it was really about making some swaps. So another thing that we are doing to get healthy AF 
in this group is making some healthy swaps. And I know you use things like seitan and you make your own vegan nachos, but a lot of people are like, well, how do you make nachos without cheese? Right? So can you take us through some of your favorite swaps? And if anyone specifically has any questions about that, pop them in the chat. I'll also unmute you if you have specific questions you want to ask Stephanie yourself. Um, but first, Stephanie, take me through some of your favorite swaps for, for people who are trying to get more plants in their life, but still eat like queens and kings. Yes. Okay. Yeah, cheese, there are so many different swaps for that. So my favorite is are basically our sauces. And I love nut bait, like the cashew or almond sauces. You if you're um, nut free, uh, you can do seeds, you can use pepitas or sunflower seeds to do the same thing. Um, just soak if you're not using a high powered blender, you want to make sure you're soaking your nuts and your seeds so that it's, you know, not, it's not grainy that it's smooth. Um, one of my favorite, I mean, I use this roasted garlic cream sauce in like everything instead of cheese. You can use it in lasagnas, you can use it in casseroles, you can use it on nachos. Um, but to me, a sauce, a sauce or a dressing um, is great. Like I do, I have this cauliflower, um, Greek Mediterranean cauliflower nachos, and I make a tzatziki, like a homemade tzatziki with Greek, vegan Greek yogurt. And you don't need, well, now we have feta cheese that's vegan too. There's a yeah. lot of, you know, there are some, some swaps out there that actually we do have alternatives, but when it comes to like a nacho cheese sauce, yeah, you can make that with, um, vegetables as well. But usually for my, um, sauces, there's some, there's vegetables, but there's also some kind of, um, nut in them as well. Like a cashew, which is, I love, 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 um, Let's see. Give me another instead of X. What's okay. another? Let's, um, let's say you were going to make like a spaghetti and meatballs without, but you wanted something to replace the meatballs. Okay. So I, I love to use tempeh. I have, so meatballs are tricky because you're, you know, you're using, you got to thin make, um, like, a use like a binder or something like that. So there are a couple of great options. Like you can do a meatball with walnuts and um, like ri rice, or you could do mushrooms and rice and it gets that brown rice kind of gets it like sticky together. Oh, yeah. um, I have like a chorizo that I make with black beans and walnuts. Um, but for, for a meat sauce for spaghetti, I love to use lentils. I'll do a lentil bolognese sauce or tempeh. You can crumble tempeh up and use it in the same way. So those are two of my favorites. And I think I might even have those recipes on the blog at batchcookingclub.com at slash blog. So check that out. I might actually have them. I might actually have a that meatball recipe too. I'm not sure. Oh I know gosh. Chloe, Chloe Coscarelli, mm -hmm. if you Google her, she has a great meatball. And I think it's, I don't think she uses nuts. It's just rice and mushrooms. And it, the mushrooms are a great substitute. Anytime you need a beef or a steak, Mushrooms are great. Portobello's, um, um, shiitakes are great for like a clam sauce. I mean, they they really give you that texture um, and and kind of that earthy flavor as well that you want if you're looking for a steak. Yum. Okay, I've not eaten enough today because my mouth is literally watering <laughs> talking about all this. Okay, <laughs> Stephanie, what about? I know that we can go to the store and we can get our store ba based, uh, excuse me, store bought plant based milk, but a lot of them might have ingredients we don't like, like like carrageenan or something like that. So, what if for my coffee or my latte, what's a good milk alternative recipe that doesn't include dairy? 
Well, you know, nut milk or oat milk or any, it's really easy to make your, yourself. Like you can just, you literally just soak the nuts and you get one of those milk bags you can, or um, I think it's, is it called a milk bag? I don't even know what it's called, but you just, you put them in there you and it, it you wring it out and the, the, the juice or the milk that comes out of it, that's all you do. And then from there, you can like, to your point, you can sweeten it if you want to, or leave it as is. Just if you Googled nut milk, you would see, you could get a really easy recipe. It's so, so easy. It's literally just soaking your nuts and then straining them depending on, or oats if you wanted. Um, I, I also, you could also do um, like, I'm not a big coffee drinker. So for me, it's hard to think about cream, but like coconut, like um, the coconut milk, you know, the cream for like, you can whip that up too and do stuff with that. I don't, that's, that's another option. We didn't talk about um, salad dressings, but if you're talking about being healthy AF, I try to get rid of oil as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And I see in salad dressings, there's so much oil in salad dressings. And I have found you can use the aquafaba, you know, the yes. juice from a chickpea can. Wherever it says to use oil, use that juice with the other ingredients. And it gives you that consistency without any of the the bad stuff in it. Although not bad stuff. There's a good, there's a place for oil. But if you're trying to cut back, that's, that's what I do. And I also will use vegetable broth. Um, to saute. Um, I use a lot of lemon juice um, when I'm um, roasting, like doing fajitas or something Latin style, instead of drizzling olive oil and putting my spices, I'll just do a little bit of lime juice and orange juice and then the spices and roast it. You just need a little bit of, um, you know, liquid to kind of you know, so the vegetables don't like burn out, you know, they have a little bit, you don't necessarily need fat for that. You know, th- like I said, there is a time and place for fat. But if you're trying to cut back, those are a couple of ways you could cut back. Yeah. And I think it was Leslie that taught me the aquafaba you can use to make whipped cream, vegan whipped yes. cream. Yes. Is that crazy? It's so good. I'm at our yes. house. I'm like, what is this magic that you have made? Aquafaba. Uh-huh. Like, who would have known? So, okay, those are great swaps, Stephanie. Thank you. We've got some questions in the chat. Stephanie, do you use the freezer as part of your process? And how does that fit into the plan? Um, my freezer, I'm so I'm guessing like freezing meals or freezing components. Um, so I guess there's two things. One, I don't usually make full meals that I freeze unless it's like a soup that I know that I'm, I need to, usually I just prep it for the week and I, you know, and take it out of the fridge when I need it for the week. But some exceptions to that, I will uh, make batches of rice. Sometimes I will make batches of beans. Um, I do love buying a canned bean. I'm not opposed to buying canned beans, but there are times when I do have some like favorite bean recipes. And so I will do that. But on a whole, I'm not using the freezer for um to like help me with um the main components of my meal it might be like a side like I'm saying like rice like you know maybe I'm making a stir fry and I've batch cooked rice you know like at the top of the month for the whole month like maybe that's when you're doing otherwise I kind of just make as I'm going that just works for me with the way my family is and the way I cook but it is a great suggestion if you are somebody who's maybe just cooking for one or two it's a great idea to batch, like, say, I was telling you that list of meals that you rotate, if there's like a soup that you know, you that you guys like to eat, and there's only two or three of you, 
make a big batch and have half now freeze it and then bring out serve it again at the end of the month, you know, four weeks later, and you could do that with enchiladas, you could do that with casseroles, you know, make two casseroles and put it in the freezer so that it definitely can be part of your process if that works for your family. Okay. And what is the longest in advance that you have prepped a meal? And do you recommend that or think it works better to do just two, sorry, just a week or two in advance at most? So what's the longest that you've prepped a meal and what do you recommend like at at the most? So for me, I like, I don't like to do more than maybe five, five to seven days. And the reason for me is I just want to go to the grocery store once some people don't mind going to the grocery store several times a week. It just doesn't work for me. It's like, it's hard with my schedule. So if I go to the store once, that will last me for the week. The produce will stay fresh, all of that. Um, also, depending on what you cook, you know, so like you're, you don't want to prep vegetables or salads that are going to get soggy, right? So for me, the longest that I've done is like a sauce. Um, or a soup or a casserole that I'm maybe not going to serve for five days. Like that's probably the longest if I'm prepping on Sunday and then I'll eat it but before by Friday of the following week, if that makes sense. <laughs> that totally makes sense. And how much of your, when you are doing your own recipes and all of this, how much are you relying on Anything pre-prepared, like I'm thinking of the plant-based swaps we have today, like things made by Gardein or, you know, the burger replacements, Impossible, anything like that. Are you making everything fresh every time or do you rely on any of those or those cheeses, you know, the packaged cheeses and stuff that exist now? So I think moderation is you, there's a time and place for all of that. And I think it has to, depends on where you're at on your health journey and your food journey. So for me, I try not to use the processed um, meats and all of that. When I was first, you know, actually, when I first went vegan 13 years ago, that didn't even exist. But I would say when when I'm, but like when I was not as comfortable with where I am now cooking, I did rely on that more. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But obviously, the closer you are to whole food, a whole food, that's better for your body. So I definitely believe in shortcuts. Trader Joe's has a great vegan pesto, for example. Kale. I mean, you know, why not use that if you can as part of a recipe that you're making? Um, They have, um, I'm trying to think, they have a great uh, marinated cumin chickpeas. It's in a can. That's great. You know, you could... um, instead of like making your own blend of chickpeas, you could just put that on a sheet pan and roast them. Like, so there, I, I do believe there's a time and place for both. For me personally, where I'm at, I am making most of it from scratch. Hope you enjoyed that segment with Stephanie Dreyer. You can join her Batch Cooking Club right now over at foodhealsnation.com slash batch. You'll get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes each night with her done-for-you meal plans, prep schedules, and grocery lists. You can get started right now for just $1. Again, it's all over at foodhealsnation.com slash batch. Food Heals Nation, I am just loving my nootropics, all formulated by Cured Nutrition. You heard my interview with Joe Sheehy, who's the founder and CEO of Cured, which is the leading cannabinoid wellness brand. And it was a great interview. I really enjoyed it. I learned a lot. I hope you did too. And I literally cannot get enough of these products. 
My favorite way to use the products so far has been for sleep, but they've got amazing products for during the day and sleeping as well. So you can go online right now and head on over to curednutrition.com and check out the products and see which ones really appeal to you. I've been using Rise, which is a nootropic. It's formulated by Cured's very own in-house clinical herbalist, and it's got a blend of lion's mane and cordyceps mushrooms, rhodiola, ginseng, and broad spectrum CBD. This is great for during the day. This is great for when you want to have some energy. This is great for when you want to have your brain on fire. This is when you have that to-do list and all the things you want to cross off. Now, when you need sleep, there's a few products I recommend. The CBN Night Oil. That is the most potent sleep product on the market. It's got 30 milligrams of CBD and 5 milligrams of the minor cannabinoid CBN. And CBN is known to have a stronger sleep supporting property than even CBD does, right? So if you think about CBD, you think about calming. And then when you think about CBN, it's more about sedating. So that's when you are ready to go to sleep. Then they've got their Serenity Gummies. That is formulated with a trinity of ingredients, a blend of full spectrum cannabinoids, functional mushrooms, and adaptogens. And these are great for sleep as well. They really just relax me. And I started out taking one and I moved to two. And that's, I mean, sometimes I don't even need to, right? Like you just, you figure out what's right for your body but it's really relaxing and it just makes you really chill right before bed. It makes you not like worry about a bunch of things that I need to worry about, right? So right now, check out Cured. They are extending an exclusive offer for you, Food Heals Nation. You can grab all of these products and more and get 20% off at curednutrition.com. Use the coupon code FOODHEALS. You'll get your 20% off. And of course, as you know, there's no artificial flavors, no sugars, no dyes, no garbage, right? These are just nice, easy products that you can add into your wellness routine that really will make a difference. So again, it's all over at curednutrition.com. Use the discount code FOODHEALS and save 20% off. Oh my gosh, that is such a great code. Food Heals Nation, I've got some super special announcements and discounts from our friends at Organifi. Join Organifi Thursday, March 16th, 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. PST for their first ever women's wellness webinar. They will deep dive into topics like diet, hormones, fasting, herbs, adaptogens, superfoods, and more. And here's the best part. Any purchase from their women's wellness collection gets you a free pass for this unprecedented event. And one lucky attendee will win a prize package worth more than $200. So mark your calendars and go to OrganifiShop.com slash FoodHeals. And if you purchase the Women's Power Stack, the Glow, the Harmony, the Green Juice, the Women's Wellness Kit, or the Ultimate Women's Wellness Kit, you will get your ticket to the Women's Wellness Webinar. And of course, as always, you'll save 20% off your purchase using the discount code FOODHEALS. But wait, I'm not done. There's more. Organifi has got some amazing specials just for you, Food Heals Nation. So write these down. Friday, March 3rd to Wednesday, March 8th, you can get a $10 gift card with any purchase. So you can use that gift card on future orders. Then Friday, March 10th to Monday, March 13th, they're doing the limited release of gold pumpkin spice. That is so good. It's like a turmeric tea latte. That is their fall seasonal favorite blend. And that is just available for those three days only. Then Friday, March 17th to Monday, March 20th, 
You can get free shipping on Organifi's Reset and Unwind stack. The Reset and Unwind stack includes two of my favorite products, the green juice and the gold. So you take the green juice first thing in the morning, and then you take the gold last thing before getting ready for bed. And these adaptogenic superfoods give your day the perfect start and end. You get a morning reset with detoxifying greens and a nightly restore with soothing adaptogens. And finally, Friday, March 24th to Tuesday, March 28th, you can build a kit and save 30% when you choose three. You'll get my 20% off plus an additional 10% off for a total of 30% when you choose three products from OrganifiShop.com slash pages slash build dash a dash bundle. So you can choose from an array of options like the green juice, the red juice, the harmony, the glow, the protein, the gold, the pure, the list goes on and on. And of course, as always, all month long, you can save 20% off at OrganifiShop.com slash foodheals. These are some kind of health hacks and fun things that I want you to be open to consider adding in. That's what we're going to talk about today um, to your program. And you can do these at any time. You can do them now. You can do them in the future. These are just to inspire you how other ways to take your health into your own hands. So one thing that I love to do is a vitamin infusion. So have you ever heard of a Myers cocktail? I know it sounds like a fancy drink from the bar, but actually it's an amazing health hack. So a Myers cocktail is a vitamin infusion that you can go and you can sit down at like a med spa or some doctor's offices do do this. Functional medicine doctor's offices do do this. And sometimes just the spa does it. And it's essential vitamins and minerals like calcium and magnesium and B vitamins and vitamin C. And it's a super high dose injected directly into your bloodstream, which means it bypasses the digestive system. Because sometimes we're taking things like vitamins internally, we digest them and it can't actually absorb all the nutrients. Even sometimes we can't absorb all the nutrients from our food and supplements, especially if we're extra stressed or if we're ill, if we're sick. And so we're going to get an infusion of vitamins right into the bloodstream. And the vitamins are taken up by our cells, mitochondria. That's a word you might remember from biology class, but that helps them work more effectively. It boosts your energy. It helps with your immunity. It helps you not get sick. It helps fight inflammation in the body. And this is something that unlike a Manhattan or a fancy cocktail, you might feel the effects of badly for 24 hours. You can feel the effect of a Myers cocktail for months in a good way. It's good for all of the things. So I definitely recommend looking into doing that, whether it's now or later. I also, if you've done it, pop in the chat. I would love to hear. I also love a good infrared sauna. So you guys know my favorite functional medicine doctor, Dr. Stephen Cabral. He shares that just 19 minutes a day spent sweating out toxins in an infrared sauna can reduce the risk of heart attacks by over 60% and any cause of preventable disease and death by 40%. Please name me one drug that can do that. 19 minutes a day in an infrared sauna. So it's great for detox. It's great for relaxation. It's great for pain relief. It's great for weight loss. It's great for sharpening your mind and your brain. It's great for purifying your skin. It's just good for everything. And so how do you do it? Again, you can go to an office like a med spa or a functional medicine doctor's office. You can find one in your area that does this. I know like colon hydrotherapy clinics also often have this. So find one in your area. Or you can go buy 
a portable infrared sauna. It's like a tent. You set it up in your house and then you just sit there and you watch Netflix while you're in the sauna. That's what I used to have before I left LA uh, for years. I just pop up my little tent sauna, put up my little chair in there, sit, and then you kind of wrap it around. So the only thing that's not in it is your head. You're just sitting there in your sauna. If you guys want links to this, I'll send it. And you sweat it out for 19 minutes. And if you're feeling brave, you can do more. And if you're getting sick, absolutely jump in the sauna. So let me check the chat. Oh, Helen says, how often do you get that shot? So it's like 30 minutes to 45 minutes where you're sitting there. It's not a shot. It's not like a B12 shot. You are sitting there getting the infusion drip. So as often as you want, I'd say once a month would be an amazing goal. If you're sick, you could go three days in a row. And not only the Myers cocktail, they might have like, um, different uh, cocktails specific to an issue that you're dealing with. So you kind of go in, you can look at their menu and see what they have specific to what you're dealing with. So every place is different. Uh, so find a place near me and near you. And for in my case, they did it at the juice bar. And so I would just look at the menu and go, all right, what am I dealing with? Am I dealing with fatigue? This one specifically for fatigue. Most of them will have just a pure vitamin C infusion, which is always great. Myers cocktail has vitamin C and other vitamins. So that's why I start there, but look at the menu and see what they have. Right. Um, let's see. Oh, your brother owns two hot works locations in Michigan. That's awesome. So go check it out. Recommended 19 minutes, 19 minutes a day is for the infrared sauna. That's from Dr. Stephen Cabral. All right. So let me go back to my health hacks. I love that. Okay. Cryotherapy. Has anyone done cryotherapy? Ryan, have you done cryotherapy? So cryotherapy is a reboot of your body in less than 10 minutes. It's absolutely incredible. Um, a lot of athletes use it for repairing muscles and recovering from injuries and an increasing number of studies show that it's got huge potential for reducing pain, reducing inflammation, reducing stress, helping with obesity, and even diabetes. So what are you doing? You're exposing your body to sub-zero. Yes, it is freezing temperatures. It causes your blood vessels to constrict, which push, pushes your blood out to your internal organs. So this, this is increasing your circulation and excuse me, enriching your blood, helping your body to clear out toxin, toxins and combat inflammation. You're basically putting your body into like survival mode. It's like, it thinks it's out in the snow and it doesn't know if it's going to survive. So it's pumping out all the blood and pumping out warmth. So the extreme cold also activates a nervous system response and releases endorphins. These are natural mood boosters and pain relievers. I'm telling you, when you get out of this, you feel absolutely amazing. Your body gets a complete reset and you feel so good. Like at first you're in there and you're like in there and you can do it. Like, I think up to like two and a half minutes, maybe three minutes is the most, but you start at like one minute and you're like in there and you're freezing. You're like, can I get out of this? Oh my God, am I going to be okay? And then you get out of it and all that blood and warmth starts pumping. And you're like, I feel like a new human. It's such an incredible healing therapy and it's not very expensive. So you can look up cryotherapy in your area and you can get kind of a package to get started. So you can start with like 30 seconds, the next time go to a minute, the next time go to a minute 30. And it's just such an incredible healing tool to add. Um, okay. No comments. So what else? Oh, ice baths. Have you guys done ice baths? You see like 
Wim Hof and all the entrepreneurs doing the ice baths now. They all have ice baths in their backyard or like uh, what's his name is doing a show. Uh, Kevin Hart has an online show where they sit in ice baths for as long as they can. He sits with athletes and they talk from the ice ice baths. It's kind of like the DIY version of cryotherapy. So again, the extreme cold causes your blood vessels to contract and pushes blood into your organs. So you're flushing out toxins. You're reducing inflammations. It's great after a workout and it triggers that release of those mood boosting endorphins. And when your body starts to warm up again, your blood circulation speeds up and that jump starts your health, your cells healing process. So all of these things are just amazing for healing, amazing for jump starting the healing process in your body. Again, start slow, do it for a smaller amount of time. Um, don't do it as cold at first and then just work on it and you can go more and more and more. Don't overexpose. Um, I think you're not supposed to go longer than 10 minutes, but always start slow. Yes, absolutely. All of these things are anti-aging because you're 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 putting your body back to its natural set point where it's supposed to be. You always see when people lose weight and they look 10 years younger, this is the same thing. We're just helping our body heal. And then we can't help, but have better skin, better hair, better everything. Right. So we look younger. Um, intermittent fasting. We're going to talk about, okay. This is another great one that I love. Does anyone know what a rebounder is? A rebounder is just a a, a little trampoline like you had when you were little. This is such a good thing. They literally have them in nursing homes for um, people who can't exercise. They use them uh, for uh, people when they're planning to go to space to like shake up the system. Um, so, you know, without our lymphatic systems, our body cannot get rid of, of toxins, right? And so we have to shake up our lymphatic system to get the lymph fluid circulating. Jogging is great for this, but jogging can also put a lot of stress on your joints. Um, you know, you can do the massages, the lymphatic massages, which is great for this. Go get a massage if you can, or just do it yourself. Start massaging yourself. Um, these are all great, but the rebounder protects your joints, unlike running. And it also gives you those fat burning and body moving benefits as if you were jogging, but the act of bouncing stimulates your cells, stimulates that lymphatic system, stimulates your blood circulation, and it just helps your body heal and detox. Um, a lot of gyms have them now. They have the rebounders. Um, you can get your own. Ashley, I know has one. I used it uh, before. And um, I, I just think it's a great thing that you can add. And you can, if you're not in the mood to exercise one day, you can, you don't have to jump. You can sit on it and bounce. It's so good for you. Okay. Then we have a vibration platform, not that kind of vibrator ladies, but that's good for you too. The vibration platform is awesome. You're seeing them at gyms now in my house in LA. I had one, you stand on them and they go again, stimulating that lymphatic system, stimulating lymphatic flow. It builds bone density and it increases blood oxygenation. You can do this if your gym has one, or you can do this at home. My vibration platform was like $300, like anything like the infrared sauna. Yeah. There are ones that cost thousands of dollars, but you can get these now on Amazon. I bet they're even cheaper than when I bought mine five years ago, right? I'll go and find some links for you guys if you guys want me to. Um, but this is also what they use for the astronauts to recover muscle mass after they were in long periods of zero gravity, where it's very hard to build muscle when you have no resistance, right? And so, yeah, look for it in your gym. If not, you could buy one. If not, they're also at these um, med spas where the infrared saunas are. They often have the vibration platforms as well. Sometimes a cryotherapy 
place will have them. So, you know, the more that these companies are realizing the health benefits of all these things, they're buying them so that they can sell them to us. Yes, absolutely. Who else wants a free, fresh bottle of olive oil shipped straight to their door? Let me back up. The first time I went to Italy, I finally tasted real olive oil for the first time. It's not that I had never had olive oil before, of course, in the States, but the difference was I was having olive oil made fresh from olives that were growing on the property in Ravello off the Amalfi Coast. It was an experience I will never forget, and I ended up shipping like six bottles of it home because I couldn't bear to go back to store-bought processed olive oil. Well, the same thing happened to TJ Robinson. He's also known as the olive oil hunter. He learned that olive oil packs the most flavor and the healthiest nutrients when it's fresh from the farm. And that's the problem with your typical like supermarket olive oil the olive oil is not fresh. They can sit on the shelf for months, years growing stale. And that's why I'm so excited that I now get my olive oil direct from small award-winning farms. Thanks to TJ, who I just did an olive oil tasting with, which was so fun. I absolutely fell in love with their vibrant, fresh, grassy flavors. They're totally delicious. They're great on veggies, pasta, salad, you name it. And TJ has his fresh pressed olive oil club and food heals nation he will send you a full-size bottle worth 39 dollars of one of the world's finest most artisanal olive oils fresh from the latest harvest but he's only going to charge you one dollar to help cover shipping there's no commitment to buy anything now or ever it's his gift to food heals nation so you can get your free 39 dollar bottle for just one dollar shipping taste the difference taste the freshness you can go to get fresh 323.com. That's getfresh323.com. You'll get your free bottle and you'll pay $1 for shipping. Getfresh323.com. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. So then the rest that I have are really about things that you can do at home. So like you could do a shower therapy. This is my five minute health hack. So what you can do is get in the shower and do your hot water. Hot water is great. It causes our blood vessels to dilate. Cold water causes them to contract. So you're getting this back and forth and your body is sending out all those healing things, right? So you can alternate, go from really hot to really cold, really hot to really cold. And that is something that boosts your blood circulation and it stimulates your lymphatic system. It improves your immediate, um, your immunity. So studies have shown that daily cold showers increase the white blood cells responsible for fighting viruses. So it's a great way to help avoid a cold. If you feel a cold coming on, do the hot and cold, do the, the hydrotherapy. It's great for muscle recovery. We know a hot bath is great for that as well, but if you're doing a shower, it'll help increase your blood circulation. It'll help stimulate your muscles. It'll help your muscles to heal and recover. And cold water, as we know, has a pain relieving effect, just like when you get hurt and they say, oh, put ice on it, right? It's the same thing with the cold water. So it's great after a workout. It's great if you're having any pain and 
This helps boost your mood. The shower hydrotherapy helps people get healthier. Scientists have found that cold showers stimulate the area of the brain responsible for relieving depression. So if you're feeling low, hey, jump in the shower. Why not? Helps with weight loss because there are two types of fat in our bodies. There's white fat and brown fat. White fat is accumulated when we eat too much junk. Brown fat is the good fat that's responsible for generating heat to keep us warm. We do want body fat. I don't want y'all at 0% body fat. I want y'all to have some body fat. I want you to have the brown body fat. And cold showers help you burn up the bad fat, which results in weight loss while keeping the good fat. Okay. So just do, you know, five minutes, you could do 10 seconds of warm to 20 seconds of cold, just on and off, build up until you can do as long as you can. Then when you feel good, you know, you can stop and, um, don't do it gradually. Cause that's not as beneficial. Don't go a little warm, a little colder, a little colder, a little colder. That's not giving you the health benefits. Go from hot to cold, hot, to cold. Okay. Are you guys down? Who's going to do it if you haven't already done it? <laughs> okay. I see a few, few hands up. Okay, great. This is a great one um, that I want everyone to do. This is like a $5 one. Use a tongue scraper. Does anyone use a tongue scraper? So now we're talking about teeth and, but teeth, the, everything in our mouth directly correlates to our body. So that's why we have to floss. Every every time we floss, it has a correlating organ. Like you can look this up in Chinese medicine. So I know you're brushing and flossing. Keep doing that. Uh, use a tongue scraper because A, it helps with fresh breath. Um, it helps stimulate your digestion system. Do you guys know what a tongue scraper is? You take the tongue scraper, take it to the back of the mouth, pull it forward, and then it's detoxing you. So we're detoxing our mouths and our tongues, right? This is you do this for two minutes a day, uh, maybe once in the morning, once at night when you brush your teeth, totally fine. Um, it's it's very Ayurvedic. You can look this up in um, Ayurvedic. They say it's um, removing AMA. AMA is the toxic buildup from the body's metabolic and emotional processes. So we're removing that coating off of our tongue. So we are detoxing this way because we don't want that all to go backwards. Every time we swallow, we're swallowing toxins, bring it forwards, get it out of you. Helps with a uh, fresh breath because the reason that we have bad breath is because bacteria, right? So we're taking the bacteria off that soft plaque, right? That can build up on your teeth as well. That's what leads to the bad breath. So we're scraping off the bacteria. Um, it helps you and it helps improve your digestion because our saliva is full of enzymes that break down the food before it reaches our stomach. So the cleaner our tongue, the more mouthwatering our food tastes and the better our digestion becomes. And so when you get your tongue scraper, you want it to be made of gold, silver, copper, tin, and brass. Um, so actually I have a link for one right here. Let's see. Yeah. A pure copper tongue scraper. If anyone wants it, just let me know. Um, and basically the reason is because it's a bacterian bacteria resistant metal. Okay. So take your tongue scraper first thing in the morning, go to the back to the front. Don't go front to back. Cause then we're pushing it back into our throat back to front. This is going to assist in the detox, um, thing that we're already doing. If you have a strong gag reflex, start, you know, halfway until you get all the way back. I don't want you to throw up. Okay. But, but my ex, I got him on the tongue scraper and he swore that after the tongue scraper, he never got sick again. He was like, that was all I needed. That was it. And that is like such a big testimonial to the power of some of these little habits that when we incorporate, they can absolutely change our lives. And all of these things are working synergistically together. 
All right, Food Heals Nation. Well, I hope you enjoyed those clips from our Healthy AF Total Transformation program. You can still join right now over at foodhealsnation.com slash transformation. And that's where we are getting Healthy AF together with functional medicine testing, peptide therapy, game-changing daily habits, emotional healing, and so much more. We meet every Wednesday for about an hour every single week. I invite you to join live for the best experience, but don't worry. Replays are always available if you miss a meeting. We're halfway through the Healthy AF Live program, so that's why I'm offering the rest of the two months at such a great discount, just $333. And you can sign up over at foodhealsnation.com slash transformation. We've got such an incredible group of people and I love meeting and chatting with them every single week. And if you want to join us and get Healthy AF together, you know what to do. In just a few months from now, you could have all the tools, strategies, practices, and mindset to end emotional eating, drop the body shame, lose the weight, have more energy, transform your food, transform your life, and finally find food freedom for good. Again, it's all over at foodhealsnation.com slash transformation. All right, Food Heals Nation, I'll see you next time. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to actually start using their $39.99 a month gym membership. If you experience any of these symptoms, Snapchat your trainer immediately.